So we are still on the theme evangelism. And I have imported another preacher from another continent. <laughs> Hallelujah. And, and that preacher is another daughter. Hallelujah. There are some people you can be hard on them because you know where you want them to get to and you've seen the future they have. Hallelujah. So this morning, I'm privileged and blessed to introduce to you one of my daughters in the Lord to give us the word for this morning. And so I won't take much of a time considering that I took 10 minutes for just shouting. Please help me welcome our own Patricia Atajim. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Oh, praise the Lord. Oh. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Patricia, give us a smile. Patricia, I say, look at my face and give all of us a smile. Uh -huh. Hello. Hello. Please, anybody who stands here, once I give the person permission, they stand in my anointing. So open up your heart and receive. Hallelujah. And I know you'll be blessed in Jesus' name. Amen. Flow. Hallelujah. Please let's bow down our heads and take our prayer. Father, we thank you for this opportunity. We bless your name for how far you've brought us. We say thank you for this opportunity again. We pray that as we open up our heart and our minds and our ears to hear your word, oh God, may you fill us with your spirit. May your spirit take preeminence and teach us your word and bless us in the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. So We've had a series on evangelism, so I would take the portion of the power of evangelism. Um, when Emifa spoke about evangelism, she told her her personal experience. Now I know that for some time now, those of us who go out have had experiences we've learned from, ones that encourage us to go again, and ones that tell us to learn our scripture and come back again, amen. So I want to, what's soul winning? I want to talk about soul winning, benefits of soul winning, importance, and why we should win souls as individuals. Hallelujah. So when we talk about soul winning, the Bible says that soul winning is a hidden treasure. The kingdom of God is a hidden treasure. Let's go to Matthew 13, 44. Matthew 13, 44. The kingdom of God is like unto a treasure hidden in the field, which a man found and hid. And in his joy, he goeth and selleth all he had to buy that field. Next verse. So this talks about the kingdom of God being a hidden treasure. Please, I can't see you. Again, the kingdom of God is like unto a man that is a merchant seeking good pills. So when he saw the pills, he had to go and sell everything he had 
to buy the pearl because it was precious. It was important. He knew the value of um, the pearl. That is the kingdom of God. That's the same value God had placed on soul winning or every soul. It, took, it caused him Christ or it caused him his son just to re reconcile everybody or redeem everybody back unto him. So that is how important or that is how precious um, soul winning is to God. So every believer is supposed to invest in soul winning. Because when you invest in soul winning, just like the pearl, he bought the pearl, he sold everything he had and invested into it. Because it can't be something that will die out. It was very, very precious, important, and had high quality. Just, let's say, in our times, we have Bitcoin, we have Treasury Bill, those things. Yes, we invest in them, and we also pray and assume that um, the market will go up and not go down. But in the kingdom of God, any investment you do, even when you sleep, or you don't go back to invest or check on it, always grows. So in the kingdom of God, you have to win souls. That is the only way we can invest. And there's one thing, um, soul winning is God's core business. It is his mandate. It is the reason why from time he promised Abraham, he will make him father of all nations. He went through, 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 through to New, New Testament just to make sure that Christ came to die for us. It is his core business. If it wasn't important to him, then there was no need for Christ coming. But our souls are precious to him. Why is, is it so important to him? It is important to him because in the beginning, he poured himself into us. So though we came out as sinful men, we still had him in us. And he wanted to redeem us and bring us back to our original state. That is why from time memorial till now, we preach soul winning. We preach the importance of God in our lives. We are so important to him. It's not like we've done anything. I don't think anyone can say I've done something to God for him to redeem me back onto him. I don't think we can do anything so priceless or something of high quality to push God to say, I want to win this man. It is not because of your deeds. He won us back onto him because we are himself. He replicated himself in us. That's the sole reason why God is so passionate about soul winning. And this motivates us to also take up the mandate to be passionate about soul winning. Let's go to John 3.16. So in John 3.16, it tells us specifically God's intent for man from beginning after we lost our stand with God and all that. He said, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever believed on him should not perish, but have everlasting life. He gave his only begotten son. So that is how precious so we need is. His only begotten son. It caused him, his son, just to bring us back onto him. So that is how powerful, that is how important each and every soul walking about is important to God. And because he has replicated himself in us, we have that feeling, we have that instinct, we have the Holy Spirit speaking to us all the time that we should go out and win souls. He's not telling you to go out and win souls because he can't get anyone to do it. But he has replicated himself in us. We feel what he feels, we know what he thinks, we have his being. And through that, we know that this is important to him, so we have to invest in it. Hallelujah. So, Soul win actually is God's principal work. He does nothing. It's 
all about sowing. He's just looking for each and every avenue, or he creates avenue, so that at least every minute, every second, every hour, a soul is worn unto him. He says that he wouldn't come until we are all reconciled unto him. How do we do that? That is how we come in. We go out. We go ye therefore, preaching the good news. Unto, even unto the outermost part of the world, how do we do that? God can't come down or Christ can't come and die again to gather people unto himself. He died once and that is it. Because he has replicated himself in us, we are supposed to go out and win souls. If we want to go to heaven and go and enjoy, then we should be eager to get everyone on track, get everyone on board and go and enjoy. The enjoyment is not for everyone. Um, only us, actually. It's for everyone. Hallelujah. So anytime you win soul, anytime it takes God business personal, he just has this delight in you. He just pours out his favor on you every now and then. So you can't find any evangelist or apologetic who is poor. Anytime you invest, it's an investment. So immediately you invest, you would reap. There's always a harvest, a bountiful harvest waiting for you. You can't find an evangelist anywhere in the world. Name it. They are very powerful. They are very important. They never die out. And they are very rich. Because when you take God's business personal, he takes everything about you personal. Do you want a particular blessing? Are you expecting a particular miracle? Step out and tell God you are going out to win soul. He should bless you and just go. Go and win soul. Just do it out of leisure or because you have nothing doing. Just take it personal. Go out and win soul. And you will see the blessings that hit you from let, left and right. Things you don't even wonder or things people struggle to do. He just give it to you freely because there's a favor in that hidden treasure. And if you're able to find out the blessings in that mystery, then you realize that anytime you go out to bless someone with the word and you come back in, you realize that you are never the same. There are some things I didn't even understand. Until I met some people, you speak to them and they are using um, logic. You know, the Holy Spirit speaks to you to take it from this angle. Use the scripture. I realize that you get in-depth knowledge about scripture, which when you sit in your room, you may, nev you may never in fact, get understanding to that particular scripture. But when you sometimes when you go out, in as much as you uncover your gifts, you get spiritual or deep understanding to scripture. Amen. So soul winning is important. Soul is important to God. Let's go to Matthew 16, 26. Matthew 16, it tells us why the soul or soul winning is important to God. For what for what is a man profited if he gains the whole world and loses his own soul? And what shall a man give in exchange for his soul? So, I mean, you are rich, you have everything. But you've lost your soul. There's no Christ in you. There's no God in the center of your life. You lose it. But that is not his ultimate intent. His intent is that each and everybody that came out from him shall be redeemed back unto him. So what do you gain? And what do we gain as believers? That we sit, we dress nice, we look beautiful, we step out, we are in our cars, we are in our trotsky, we are in our bobo yeah, and then we are going about our businesses. When we never even think about souls dying, 
You know, the same way you see a kid along the street, hungry, looking so wretched, and you feel like, wow, that's the same way God feels about souls. Because you are supposed to feel what God feels. They are walking about, they are dead. I mean, dead souls. That's how God feels. Like, he feels so hurt. So in as much as you see a kid who is hungry, who looks wretched, who hasn't even eaten for days, that is the same way a dying soul looks before God. So when you see a soul, there should be this hunger triggered in you. There should be anger. There should be hunger just to bring them back to Christ. Hallelujah. So a soul of a man is more precious than all treasures of the earth put together. Name all the treasures. Money, fame, whatever it is. I mean, think of it. The soul of a man is more precious than anything you can achieve in life. Name it. You can be an emeritus. You can be anything. You can be rich. The richest man is still not rich before God. Does he win souls? <laughs> he doesn't. The world is structured. The world has a system. Then, then there are principles on the earth. So whether you're a believer or not, when you follow that principle, you are likely to become rich. But your richness can be compared to somebody who wins souls. God can't take delight in you when you, I mean, you don't win souls. You pray to him, he would answer. But if you want quick ways of getting your answers or getting your prayers answered, win souls. Step out, just share the word. You don't need to go to somebody who is an unbeliever. But meet your colleague believer and encourage someone. It is all part of it. If you want to make it quick, quick, quick money, not the word quick money. If you want to be attain that height, just win souls. I mean, God is our witness. We are on the pulpit, the altar of God. Yes, put it into use and see the miracles, see the blessings that comes with it. So this is how precious a soul is to God. And when we look at the parable of the lost sheep, he says that if there are hundred sheep and one leaves or one gets missing, he will leave the 99 aside and go for that one lost sheep. Why? Because he, he just doesn't want to count a loss of a soul. It is so important that he will put the 99 aside and go after that one to make sure it is 100, to make sure it is perfection. So if we come to church and there's no one sitting beside us, I have a regular person sitting beside me, I should be eager to know why the person isn't in church. It's not just about the loss. It's about our daily lives. It's about believers, believers against believers. It's about believers against um, unbelievers. Our welfare is important as believers. Their welfare is important. Let's go out and make money by winning souls. And if he didn't spend, have you wondered, the scripture says that he didn't spend his own son. Again, that explains how soul winning is important to God. He didn't spare Christ. But why does he want to redeem everyone back onto himself? He's a master craft. It's just like um, bringing out a design. And you've, you've manufactured and manufactured and manufactured. And this particular group of manufacturing or this particular product just don't go the way you want it to go. What do you do? Do you leave it for it to just go out like that? No. You find ways and means to make it perfect. To make it like the ex your exact intent. So that is why God is always talking about soul winning and he has never stopped. The church can't grow without soul winning. You can't grow without winning souls. Because there are lots of blessings embedded in stepping out. Taking the courage to step out alone is a different ball game. 
taking, making the decision that I'm stepping out to win soul, there's blessing in that. And going to talk to someone alone, there's another blessing in that. So we have to step out all the time on our statuses, in our personal chats, engage people. When we walk around the street, let's just engage people. Just read because we need here. And you will see that we need here and Like there's a lot of blessing in it. Hallelujah. So evangelism or um, soul winning is the heartbeat of God. In Nubji, we say when we say evangelism, we say the heartbeat of God. It is the only way God feels he's alive. It beats. Because when souls are dying, he's losing a part of him. The only way he can't lose a part of him is to get everyone back into him so that we unify as one body. But if a part of him is dying, how does he feel his own heart beat? Because he's in pain. You're dancing, you're singing, you're preaching and everything. I mean, makes God feel like, yes, he's God. But if you really want to touch that part of God, it's so winning. It's getting one soul. The Bible says that if one soul is won, the kind of rejoicing um, there is in heaven, you can't imagine it. Like proper, proper party, eh? proper, proper enjoyment. They really enjoy because he is won a soul. He's gotten as himself back. He's gotten a finger of him back. So we are supposed to win souls. Hallelujah. So when you win soul, it's a supernatural thing and it covers every area of, of your life. You can't win soul and lack. You can't find an evangelist win win soul. You can't be wretched. You can't be down in the scripture. If you want to grow, do so winning. Because every now and then, he's always prepared, he's always prepared you. He's giving you strategy, statics. When you meet this person, approach this way. When you get there and it's not working, he gives you another approach, a different kind of conversation to get the person back on track. It works. So you can't do so winning and lack knowledge or be down when it comes to studying of scripture or understanding of scripture. He adds on to you always, every time you win souls. He adds on to you. Hallelujah. Okay. So when you win souls, there are something. It's not just about winning souls, but it's to ensure they abide in church. So we can all go out and win souls. But the second mandate is to ensure they abide in church. And I got this from the 99 sheep that God left. He didn't leave them because, I mean, he just warned them and just left them. Because they abided. Because they abided, he, he knew that he has to go after that particular soul. So when we win souls, we shouldn't win and leave them. You can't plant a seed and leave it that way. You have to water it, nurture it. Um, weed around it and take out all the tests and everything and let it grow. That is what God did. That's why he, he said that he would leave that 99 because they abided to go after that one. So when we so we should ensure we keep in touch. We encourage them to come to church. Some of them will never come to church. But let's just keep inviting them. Let us keep speaking to them. There's blessing in that. Even if you won't go and um, win souls, that's why most uh, evangelical ministries, for instance, they have partners. There are people who send their resources. If you can't go, let your resource go. If you can't go, let your prayer go. You can sit at the comfort of your house and pray for souls around the world. And that prayer is not just a mere prayer. It's, it's, it's very, very powerful. 
It saves a lot of things. When they go onto the field, they have people praying for them at the background just to ensure that anytime they speak, the Spirit of God will take absolute control. Hallelujah. Let's go to Psalm 102, verse 13 to 15. Psalm 102, verse 13 to 15. It says that thou shalt arise and have mercy upon Zion for the time to favor her, for the time to favor her, yea, the times, the set time is come, for thy servant take pleasure in her stones and favor the dust thereof. So the heathen shall fear the name of the Lord and the kings of the earth thy glory. So when you win, so when it is, when your time comes, like you invest, your time comes, People will come after you. And there's this fearful favor upon you. Like that. It attracts blessing. It attracts glory. It attracts a lot of things. There's this fearful favor upon you. So you can't win souls and sit at the comfort of your own thinking it's a loss. It is never a loss. There's fearful blessings. A lot of people take pleasure in you, in your growth, in how you've become, in the blessings upon your life. So you can't win souls and lack. You can't win souls and go at a loss. There is favor made available for you. Amen. Now let's go to the kind of benefits we get when it comes to soul winning. Acts 26 verse 18. When you win souls, God opens your eyes to a lot of things. When you win souls, it turns darkness away from you. You shine all the time. That's the benefits of soul winning. You shine all the time. There's adequate um, financial blessings made available for you. So you can't win souls and lack. To open their eyes that they may turn away from darkness to light and from the power of Satan to God so that they may thus receive forgiveness and release from their sins and place and portion among them who are consecrated and purified by faith in me. So this is the scripture. First, he opens their eyes. Even you winning the soul, he opens your eye. He makes sure that you shine all the time. So when you win them, this is what God does to them. These are the benefits for you and them. He opens your eye always to scripture. The eye of your understanding is always enlightened. He turns darkness away from you. You always shine. And there is no way you will be oppressed by the power of Satan. Satan, can't, there's no way. And there's a lot of power made available when it comes to soul winning. That is where you see a lot of uh, miracles happening. That is where you see God expressing himself fully. Because he has to win everyone back at all costs. Because they cause him his, his son. So everyone has to be redeemed back at all costs. The power of Satan can oppress you. There is adequate forgiveness. That, can, that transcends from your past sins to those you do in the future, and he consecrates you. You are purified by him. Hallelujah. And there's a divine inheritance made for you. It's in Colossians 1, 12 to 14. You are there's a divine inheritance made available for you anytime you win souls. Giving thanks unto the Father, who has qualified and made us fit to share the portion, which is the inheritance of saints. God's holy people in light. The Father has levered and drawn us to himself out of, out of the control and dominion of darkness. 
and has transferred us into the kingdom of his son, of his love. Next verse. In whom we have our redemption through his blood, which means the forgiveness of our sins. So the inheritance is prepared. I think we've spoken about the verse 12 during our fasting week some time ago. We spoke extensively on it, the kind of blessing. He doesn't just give you the blessing. He calls you, he prepares you, and sits you at the table and tells you, take whatever you want, what kind of inheritance you want. Just take it and make it yours. Hallelujah. So God qualifies you, and God doesn't just choose you to go and evangelize. Every individual in the church is supposed to evangelize. It is not for the evangelism ministry. It's not for the choir. It's not for the prayer ministry. It is for each and every one. Because the blessing is not designated for a group of people. The blessing is for each and every member of the body of Christ. Hallelujah. So God commands it. God didn't say, please go out and go and win souls. He said, go ye therefore. It's a command. That's why they call it the great. It is a command. Go out. Win souls. When you win souls, all these benefits are added unto you. Seek ye first the kingdom of God and all other things. How do you seek his kingdom? It's to know his business and do his business. What is his business? Soul winning. It is his first priority. Soul winning. Seek him first. Go about his business. Win souls. Speak to people. Encourage people. And everything that would give you peace in life, everything that would break the bondage of sin, everything that would break the back of the devil is added onto you with blessings. So there is no way you can lack, there is no way you can win souls and be oppressed. Because immediately you go in the authority of God, everything is withdrawn. Every negativity is withdrawn from you. You go with the full authority of God. That is the power he has made um, available. That's why soul winning is not a gift. It's not part of the giftings. Prayer is also not part of the giftings. They are separate things. You have to desire. You have to work for it. So when you go out, inheritance is made available for you. You break the back of the devil every time you step out. Hallelujah. Why do we win souls? We win souls because there is hell. There is hell. We win souls, basically, is hell. And which people go to hell? Those who deny Christ, those who decide not to go for, seek Christ or believe in him. So that is why we win souls. It is God's business. And hell is created for a group of people, but not his people. So he has created every avenue for people to bring his people back. Who are those people? You and I, to step out, to bring his own people back. People of his flesh and blood. People of one spirit with him. One body with him. One thing and one thought with him. People of the same feeling with him. We are to go out to bring people back unto him. Because there is hell. It is in some, please, we wouldn't go there, but we can take the scripture down and go and read it at home. Psalm 9 verse 17, Revelation 21 verse 8, it talks about hell. The kind of people who go to hell. We, we, we win souls because there is hell. Why do we win souls? Again, because there is heaven. We know why we would go to heaven and why we would come back. So everyone has to make it to heaven. Everyone has to hit the past mark. What's the past mark? Believing in Christ. That is it. And you just go. So that you don't need to do anything extra. Just believe. He didn't say, eh, do this, do that, do that. No. Don't feel guilty. Just believe. 
when you believe, that's the pass mark, and you just make it to heaven. We win souls because it is a decent thing to do. <laughs> it is very, very decent. Very, very decent. It is decent because we know it is God's passionate heart desire. It is decent because we have understood that it is for God. It is to bring everyone back to him. You can't be in church whilst your brother is, I mean, living any kind of life he wants. He's lost. How do you feel when you make it to heaven and then you know this person and he never makes it to heaven? How do you feel? It is a decent thing to do to speak to the person. And if the person ignores you, say a prayer for the person all the time. The Holy Spirit has appointed time for each and every one to be brought back unto him. But you first have to go and lay the foundation and let the Holy Spirit do his work. So it is a decent thing to do. It is in 1 Corinthians 15 verse 3. It is a decent thing to do. 1 Corinthians 15 verse 3. So that for I pass on to you first of all what I also have received. That Christ the Messiah, the anointed one, died for our sins in accordance with the scriptures. With what the scriptures foretold. It is decent. When he got it, he didn't keep it to himself. He shared. So it is decent for us to share the word of God. Hallelujah. It glorifies God. John 15 verse 8. It glorifies God. How do we see the glory of God? Because we express his intent to people. Now at the end of the day, they accept Christ. When they accept Christ, it is glory to God. Because his name has been glorified. It is his name they believe in. His name has been glorified. Hallelujah. Say, I'm a soul winner. I'm a soul winner. I win souls for God. I win souls for God. I demonstrate the power of God. Hallelujah. So when you win souls, or when you win souls, you go for evangelism, you encourage people. It is not just about um, you are brought back onto Christ and all that. A lot of people in church, the church is like a hospital, I always say. You have different kinds of people here, different kinds of people. We all go through things. We have to encourage. Some of them are out there to go to church. They need encouragement, that's all. They don't need serious prayers. It's just encouragement. So in soul winning, we win souls because people need to be encouraged. People need to be told that God will take care of it. Leave it to him. But who will tell them that if we don't go out to say it? No one will say it. And I mean, they don't need anything. They just need encouragement that God will do it. That's all. Because you can't do anything. Even if you give them, write them the biggest check of their life, you, they can never be satisfied. That is why the richest men still go after money. The desire of money can never be quenched. But when you are blessed spiritually, you just have that satisfaction. Because you know that even if you sleep, God adds unto you. You don't need to request. You don't need to work for it. He adds on to you. So the desire of that never quenches. Hallelujah. So we go out and encourage people. That is what we are supposed to do. You don't, you don't always have to go and preach the word. You don't always have to go and lay your hands. You have to encourage. You are led by the Spirit of God to encourage. Hallelujah. We win souls because it perpetrates truth for the next generation. So if you don't go out to tell a particular family or a particular individual that God says just believe in him and you are saved, he, he, he disregards everything you've done. He doesn't even remember your sins. Just believe in him 
And it is a truth that has been, it's a mystery. So you go and unveil that mystery to him. You go and unveil that mystery to that family. And it transcends to generations to generations after. So it is something that is able to penetrate all generations. How do they do that? How do they get the truth? You have to step out and tell them the truth. That God says, believe in him. You are redeemed. Believe in him. You can't be oppressed. And that's it. That is the only way the gospel has stood the test of time. It started from individuals. And they ran the race of the gospel. And it has gotten to us. And the baton has been handed over to us for us to run that race, to get to generation to generations. Hallelujah. We win souls again because it demonstrates the power of God. It is in soul winning or mega evangelical um, means that you get people get wonderful healings, miracles, signs and wonders. You see a lot of things. That is where God wants to boast. It is not in church. Because he has blessed you, seen a lot of levels of blessings and miracles in church and all that. But when you get to a people where lost souls are guarded, that's where God shows off. That is where he expressed himself. That's where you see his power being demonstrated. Because individually, we've seen the power of God in our lives in so many ways. We've prayed, he has answered. We've asked for this job, he has given us. Promotion, he has given us. Children, he has given us. Marriage, he has given us. What else do we want? Money, he has given us. He says that he will bless and he didn't do. He will do this, he will do that. He has done it. What else do we need? So when God does it, that's why people won't come out, come forth to share their testimony because you know, it becomes so normal. Like their blessings become so normal. When you go out there, they do not know. So that's where God shows off. He shows that, yes, I mean, I blessed Abraham. I did this. I did it. He just goes down like that. And finally, I brought my son to die for you. And with that, there is healing available. There is riches available. There is this available. That is the only avenue. God shows up big time. But the church, we've experienced a lot. We've experienced a lot. I don't know any, I mean, something can shock you. God will do something and will shock you. But it wouldn't be such that an unbeliever, an unbeliever, it's almost like losing his life. Because some of the miracles blows your mind. And when it happens to them, um, how do you say it? You see some, um, I don't know how to that I've lost words, but it looks like they just follow and go, tok, tok. Uh-huh. That's how powerful it is. They just follow like that and go back to the source. So that is, if you don't create that avenue, you don't see people experiencing the blessings of God, the power of God. You've experienced so much that you don't even get shocked by it again. You just say, God, thank you. But let them have the experience of shock. Let them have the experience of wonder, like they are amazed. Also, there is this, there is that. Wow. Let them have that experience. If you don't create that avenue for God, God can't come down here and do that. He needs a man. And he has spread, he has put himself in each and every one of us. So if he wants a vessel to use, it is you and I. It can't be um, someone. It is you and I. So the evangelism is supposed to be done by all of us. How would you feel when you lay your hands on someone, you pray, and there's healing, the person is jumping, healing. It's so much joy for you yourself. So imagine how heaven rejoices when that happens. 
So it is for all of us to create an avenue for God to demonstrate his power. Hallelujah. Now let's go to the power of soul winning. Let's go to the power of soul winning. Ephesians 5 verse 18. Ephesians 5 verse 18. Power is made available anytime you go out. Power is made available. What is power? The Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is diverse. He's a lot of personalities put together. Power is made available. He says that, and do not be drunk with wine, for that is debauchy, but ever be filled and stimulated with the Holy Spirit. How would you be filled? When you step out, he lays it all on you, and you go. Power is made available. So you can't go and win souls and come back dry. Someone has to be touched. Um, there's this preacher that says, if you want a soul, then speak to 10 people. If you want two souls, speak to 20 people. So when you go out, the target is because, I mean, sometimes we go and speak to people, maybe three people and one is responsive. It's like that. It's a principle. So go for more. Definitely, God will give you some to carry home with. So you can't go out and come empty-handed. So if we want Grace Army to increase in number, put a target and multiply it by 10. That these are the people I'm talking to, I'm reaching out to. And God adds on unto us. Hallelujah. So you can't go out thinking you are all prepared. The Holy Spirit has to prepare you for soul winning. It is very, very key. That's why you study your scripture, you pray. Then you go out. When you go out, that is how the power of God is demonstrated. So you can't go without studying your Bible. You can't go without praying. This two goes hand in hand. That's why last time we met us of my missus, try your possible best to pray. When you get there, pray with them. When you are leaving, to say a prayer for them. Everyone needs money when you tell them. Oh, please, what do you want us to pray about with you? Is there any particular desire? Don't talk about healing. It is money. So create an avenue to pray for them. It's money. When you ask them, they'll talk about money first. Me, if you ask me anything, it's money I'll say first. Because I need money. <laughs> Everyone needs money. No one is satisfied. I said it earlier, the desire of money never gets quenched. You can never be satisfied. You have to ask for more and for more and for more. So when you go, sometimes the Holy Spirit will lead you to pray for redemption. Sometimes the Holy Spirit will lead you to pray for money. Sometimes healing. But money is very, very key. When you go, add money to your prayers. I'm telling you, the person will just like you. Well, when you ask me anything, it's money I'll mention first before I'll talk about something. Money. Everyone needs money. Pastor needs money. He's here. Bring him money. He will take. He won't say no. So me, I need money. So when I go, I pray. Um, Pesca. Pages. No one likes money than you. Hallelujah. <laughs> so you have to be filled. And being filled with the Spirit means to be controlled. When you look at the root word, it's to be controlled. So you, you are not just there and the Holy Spirit is coming and tying and be like, I'm filled with the Holy Spirit. No. <laughs> it doesn't happen that way. You are already filled when you received him. But you have to give him the permission to control your affairs. So that's why you have to pray. You study the word. So that's how you are filled and stimulated with. He said was stimulated with the Holy Spirit. So you are just not filled. You are controlled. Time is up. <laughs> oh, please, I'm not done. Don't sack me. <laughs> Oh, 
And finally, and finally, when you go, boldness is made available for you. Peter was a timid type, but he was bold. He was able to win a lot of people onto God. So no matter your state, no matter your state, no matter how you feel, you think you are shy and all that, boldness is key. He makes it available for you. A lot of evangelists were people who couldn't step out. Look at Moses. He couldn't even speak. He said that he needed... Which of them? Which of them? No, no, no. <laughs> Moses in the Bible, he couldn't speak. He said he needed a spokesperson. God provided a spokesperson for him. You see? So God would make a way every time. And when you finish, boldness is made available for you. Confidence is made available for you. And we've seen the riches that comes with soul winning. The condition to be, to have a powerful soul winning or evangelical ministry is to rely on the Holy Spirit. Let him control you and stimulate you in every affairs. And money will come your way. Whatever you desire will come your way. Just go about God's business. It is his principal work. Jesus said that his meat is to do his will. And what is his will? To reconcile everyone unto God. So let us take that personal. Let us become a business. Let us invest there. And we'll see the blessings that come with it. Amen. That's all for thanks for sucking me. Thanks for sucking me. Amen. I believe you're upstanding. I believe you're upstanding. She wants to lead us in a time of prayer. Hallelujah. Please say after me, I'm a soul winner. Please say it because God is here. And when you say you are a soul winner, you have to step out. Please say, I'm a soul winner. I win souls for God. I demonstrate the power of God. True soul winning. We are praying that God will give us the undying desire to always to be conscious about his business, which is so winning. We are praying secondly, again, that anytime we step out, confidence is made available for us, power is made available for us to win souls. Let us open our mouth and speak this words unto God. It is our heart's cry. Let's pray to God that power be made available for us. We shall win souls. We shall take his business personal in the name of Jesus. Rades kapandi di biatanda devediata diata. Rades egedelevediata. Livanda davadiata diapa. Rapande devediantalavadiatandi di biata. Rapades egedelevediantalavadiata. Rapande devediatandi di biata. Rades egedelevediata. Ganda davada, rapanda devedea, tanda deveda. Give us the passion to pray for souls in the name of Jesus. Give us the resources to invest in the name of Jesus. Give us the desire to win souls unto your kingdom in the name of Jesus. Rade zegadelevedea, tandi dibiata. The desire for souls, oh God, in the name of Jesus. Give us the ability to feel what you feel, to think what you feel in the name of Jesus. Rade zegadeleveda. 
Veda, Rapandi di Biatanda de Veda, Rapande Zegada Leveda. Give us the grace, O God, to pursue souls for you in the name of Jesus. Rampadi Yata de Zegada Leveda, Rapade Zegada Levediata, Rade Zegada Leveda. And finally, we are praying for all souls around the world. In the name of Jesus, that none shall be lost unto God. In the name of Jesus, our power, our prayer conditions. In the name of Jesus, the work of the Holy Spirit to redeem them back unto Him. In the name of Jesus, none shall be counted as lost. In the name of Jesus, oh Lord, create an avenue to clarify your scriptures in the name of Jesus. Power made available in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Father, we thank you, O God, that you've given us a desire to pursue souls in the name of Jesus. We thank you, O God, for giving a desire to pray for souls in the name of Jesus. And we pray, O God, that none shall be lost in the name of Jesus. By our prayers, all are saved unto you in the name of Jesus. We thank you for the blessings associated with soul winning. We thank you for conditioning the Holy Spirit in us to do your will in the name of Jesus. Thank you for the enablement. Thank you for the power. In the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. Now we also want to pray for you. Can you please stretch forth your hands over here? This is how we all started. Hallelujah. We are praying that the grace will be greater and greater and greater. Increase and increase and increase. The ability to do the work, the work of God will even heighten in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Lift your voice and begin to pray for her. Lift your voice. Lift your voice. Paul said, I prayed. He prayed for them all the time. Re palikatayata delebrendo lovo gedizea. Re talibikadu taliata delebregeduzea baha. In the mighty name of Jesus. The seeds are growing. The seeds of ministry is maturing. We shall see the harvest in the name of Jesus. You shall touch lives. You shall teach many. You shall bless many. And by you many shall be established in the kingdom. We declare you will teach. You will preach. You will prophesy. You will even nurture men and women of the kingdom as soldiers in the name of Jesus. You will walk in great glory for God's glory in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. You are blessed. Enjoy your week.